Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? do have a VA. You're right. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome back to Podcats, the podcast about Cats the Musical, not the Animal. I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Karina Stokes. And we have a special treat for you today. It is an entire discussion about Mungo Jerry, Teaser, and other villains. And yes. by other villains, we mean McCavity. It's the, it's the heavy hitters it's today. It's the heavy hitters. It is the power players. It's the power couple. Power couple. Like, There's no couple I was going to say, what's the couple in that? The couple is the true brother-sister bond that comes from the right. Chaos Twins. Mm. I do. I am a sucker for like a, a super tight brother-sister Me friendship. Me too. Oh, 100%. And I think it's because I'm an only child. So. Yes, right? When you're like an only child, you're like, damn, I didn't have anyone in my field going Exactly. Out. And then like you watch like Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Tease and you're like, mom, why couldn't I have done that? They're so good friends that be, they became colleagues. Exactly. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Wowie, wowie. But there's a lot to talk about with these these dynamic duo, yes. this dynamic duo. This, they are. Yeah, you know. So, Mungo Jerry and Teaser. And? They are, from what I hear, a notorious couple of cats. You know, there are a lot of um, variations on certain things regarding them as to whether or not they exist in the material or um, what the fucking melody of the song is. Mm. Um, we'll get into that, but they are a notorious couple of cats. That is a constant. Knockabout clowns. Quick change comedians. Tightrope walkers. Acrobats. Perfect. Perfect. We did it. Um, that's um, it, folks. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. This has been Podcasts. Um, I do think that Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser as a musical number is where there's the least amount of consistency. Agreed. 100%. I think it's... I, I can't think of another number in A, musical theater history, and B, in the show itself, that, like, you could see this show twice and no two Mungo Jerry Rumpelteaser renditions are the same yes between the London cast recording the PBS recording the OBC recording and the film recording they're all different right so let's dive into that yes because London recording which one do we have there the London recording which is the first iteration right is the like same like jazzy version right which is fine. Uh, yeah. It's fine. It's, it's jazzy. It's kind of It's chill. sung. They are, I think, the f- 
well, they're not the first cats to sing only about themselves. Right. But they are. Mungo, Jerry, and Rumpel Teacher are in the London cast recording, sing their own song. They There's sing no their own one song. else on okay. stage, also. Right, yeah, that's a big part it's of it. It's just them coming out to cause a little, a little chaos. You know, yeah. Knock a couple things off the table. And then run away. Yeah. Tee hee hee. And then you have the original Broadway recording, which is sung by. It's the right tune. It's the right tune. And, like, for all intents and purposes, we are saying that that tune that's also the correct tune. is the correct tune is the correct tune um but that one in the original broadway cast recording is sung by the magical mr mustafa yes and that also opens up with another like quick mccavity line right and then you go right into bum bum but also no i think no there is there a line about Mr. Mistopheles in the recording? Um, I think it just introduces him. I don't know if it's Tugger that does it, because we all know that I think that, that he deal. gets a little introduction line, but then goes straight into exactly. the Mungo-Terry. They, they introduce Mistopheles, who immediately sings it. Yes. And it's the right tune, and it hits the vibes, but it is strange that he's singing that song It is, them. And it is a full solo. Yes. Where, like, Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser, I believe, like, make an appearance at one point, like, just as other ensemble cats yeah. dressed in, like, extra trash to make them look like burglars. Right, but they don't have a song otherwise. But they're, they're not singing their own song. Right. And they're, like, not, um, I don't know, like, there are other ensemble cats, but they're not Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser. Right. Like, the same way that you would see it in the 1998 PBS version. Which is the best version. Which is the best version. That is the iconic, Come codified. On. They're giggling. They're giggling. They are two, like, teenager-aged scamps. They're just here to, like, cause a little trouble. Right, and, like, they're ultimately tolerated by the rest of the tribe. And like you talk, you hear about the crimes they're committing, and they're petty they're at petty. best. They're, like, more... They're un- the literal version of a cat burglar. Literally. Like, I, they're my smashing note- windows, they're stealing joints, which is a meat, not a drug. Right, in this They're case. knocking over vases. Right, which happened to be Ming. Um... <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, my note, my note here is like, they cause an inconvenient level of yes. chaos, but nothing McCavity level. Right. Which we'll get to. We will get there. Um, um I don't like the jazzy vibe. It neither. just doesn't, it's not as fun. I think I first heard of Mungo, so Mungo Jerry and Teaser was one of the numbers in my high school production of Cats that really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Partially because they cast... Four girls as Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser. It's high school theater. There's not enough boys. We, right. we have, all course. the boys were spoken. Ours for. were. Um, our Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser were also four girls, but just um, it was a double cast situation. So we had two Mungo Jerry's, two Rumpelteasers, yeah. alternating performances. So we had four, and they were always performing every night. And the point of that, and I don't know how it worked out with the singing, but the point of it was that they were spread out amongst the stage and doing a lot of like we had a very a fairly elaborate set for a high school production. Had a bridge, multi layers, cool. and so. Very quickly, Mungo, Jerry, and Rumpelteaser could be popping out of things and ducking down. And so it looked like they were moving around the stage at incredible speed. That's a really cool concept. And it was I a think. super cool mechanic. And I was like, and also they had very different costumes than the rest of our like high school production level costumes of right. cats. So they really stuck out. So like that number, I was like, these cats get it. What a cool, fun like way to portray speed and burglary. Right. Uh, there was also high schoolers on stilts, which I don't want to talk about. It does <laughs> really bring into question that even then on a stage production, how big is a cat? How big is cats? Um, yeah, ours were like four of the younger cast members of the crew, um, because they're like, like they're kind of in between like the Victoria Jemima age yeah. and like the adult cats, the the um, 
Demeter Bomb Ballerina of it all. Um, but, like, it is... A, that tune is a fucking bop. It's a banger. That one slaps. Yeah. Oh, man, that is such a rollicking good time. Um, as far as... Um, oh, and, like, we didn't even bring up the fact that in the movie it goes back to that jazzy version. Yes. So the movie was... I was so upset mm-hmm. at the movie because... I was really excited to see what they were going to do with that number. And what they did with it was make it bad. Yeah. there's It's the slow, jazzy number, which, as, depending on what order these come out in, I mentioned or not, or I will mention, that they chose the slower, jazzier number to sort of give them more of a villain edit so that they become more like sultry jazz villains as opposed to, like, goofy harpsichord kids. Right. Like... Whatever. Know. It's really... Yeah, like, I... It gives a very different vibe. The also what they're like. This this scene also I think has the biggest egregiousness of one of the biggest thing, problems with scale because they go inside of a house, right? And there's like, how big is a necklace? Like, can a cat a cat can't wear a bracelet as a loose necklace, right? A cat's neck and head is not that much smaller than a human wrist, right? It would. Pro- I was gonna say it would probably realistically look like a choker or something. Yes, like it a- might fit, but it's not gonna not be like not the way it looks. It's not the same. Like it's not the same as like Rumple Teaser in the PBS version with a little string with of like pearls. just a string of pearls, and she just wears a string of pearls, and nobody questions because it. it's people, not cats. Right. Um, and right. we know it, but we're suspending our disbelief. Right. And also, and I don't know if this was a character choice or just problem mm. that Mungo Jerry in the movie goes in on the the Cockney accent the Cockney accent and Rumple Teaser just sounds straight ass American legit full American like are these twins from opposite sides of the right pond? are they even twins is this a parent trap situation we don't know we don't know because how big are cats how big are cats yeah are cats children of divorce we don't know also can i bring up a lyric in this song that yes. i'm just thinking about now yes how poor is this family that the cats steal their dinner and they're like no you gotta wait and have dinner till tomorrow but they also have Woolworth's pearls they also have Woolworth pearls and like ming uh, and ming and a chef yeah um but why doesn't the they, chef why just can't they just eat them? the sides why can't they just eat the sides like i'm sure like they're clearly house cats. Like, these cats belong to people. Yes, which I also am kind of surprised by. So I learned today that Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser are owned cats. Right. But I assumed because of their life of petty crime that they were going to be alley cats. My guess is that they're, like, outdoor cats where, like, they're owned by people, but, like, they spend a lot of time outside and, like, their owners don't really mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. twice about it except for when, like, they're just causing that annoying level of chaos. But they, did, they do spend a lot of time talking about the family saying which was which cat most right. of the time. Right. Both. And then most of the time they just kind of let it go. Yeah, I just... The only way to see my preferred version of Mungo and Jerry and Rumpel Teaser is for me to watch a clip on YouTube. And that right. also saddens me that I can't listen to that on my every day. Right. Which is what I would like to do. I mean, that's a bummer. It is. Like, it's like it's it sucks that like they didn't re, uh, record the revivals of any sort yes. like they had a, a broadway revival that lasted a couple years and they had um a west end revival that lasted a couple years i believe like they could have done something with that especially because those interpretations or those um stage productions were so much more like the pbs stage one that people know and love yes as far as their relationships go yep. like they're 
part of the tribe. They are. Like they're kind like they're kind of petty thieves. Like they're and, kind like, of they annoying. And like they can surround him at the end and be like, "See, stop that." They're like, "Yeah, they can get a you little not? confronted." Yeah. But it's like you should know better. They show up all the time. Yeah. The actress who plays Rumple Teaser in the PBS recording is such a good face actor. Oh man, she has one the, of the best, best facial expressions all around, and they pan to her constantly because she's great at it. And she's hilarious. Yes. The athleticism. Oh man. Role. So Karina and I approached this couple, this pairing rather. Yes. Um, as the Mungo Jerry and Rumple teaser of our friend group. I wish. I hope that's how everyone else. Thinks, I mean, that's, I know that's how we. Think. I know that's exactly that's how we brand ourselves. The, the tumbling, the, the acrobatics, the the, the inconvenient chaos causing ones. Yes. The double. Cartwheel. The double cartwheel. We could have a whole podcast on the double cartwheel the itself. The double cartwheel, if you, you need, everyone needs to go look up the cat's double cartwheel if you haven't seen it. Right. Because the ability to just take someone's half and sort of just switch Fuse it around. It to your half. And be like, it's a cartwheel, but it's all legs. It's all legs. It's four legs just, like, taking turns in the air. It fascinates me. I don't know how anyone can do that. It's funny, because when I actually did that show, um... Again, I played Monka Strap. Yep. And um, when we were um, choreographing, like, the, quote, battle between, like, McCavity and the rest of the tribe, um, they tried to choreograph in the double cartwheel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, neither Monka Strap was, not that we were in bad shape, but, like, we weren't particularly, like, strong. Right. And it just, they, it just wouldn't work because it takes so much, um, it just takes so much strength that, like, no one had at age 15. No, I can't imagine. Like, if you did, then, like, you're in a really unique position. Like, you're probably yeah, yeah. already, like, in a ballet apprenticeship right, or right, right. Gymnast- Olympic gymnastic program or something. But, like, the rest of the tribe, like, kind of tolerates them. Like, however, McCavity might be their dad. Right. Is um, a, a theory somewhere on the dark web. Yeah. Is, I Do don't they know mate? if I believe that. I, I, I feel like so much of it is focusing on their, like, sibling bonding. Right. That we don't really talk about them as, like, mating with anyone. Right. I don't know. And, like, because they okay. seem like pretty lone wolf type characters. They do. Like, they do. I, like, I, I, Rumple Teaser is kind of shown with, like, the rest of the girls. Yeah. Like, she's she in, got like, her moments. She's bopping along with the tugger, like, during his song and, like, all the, like, yeah. she's part of, like, that group that fawns over him. And Mongo Jerry's around, like, but I don't know, like, at least not in any, like, live version that I've seen. Like, you don't really ever see them, like, interacting in any sort of, like, sexual way. Which is sometimes, you know, a breath of fresh air, frankly. I, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, it's better off, probably. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, their song slaps, but I don't know if they fuck. At least not yet. Right? It doesn't seem like well, I mean, they, their focus is not on fucking. It's on chaos. It's, exactly. It's not their focus. I'm sure they do if they have the opportunity. Right, right, right. Who Obviously wouldn't? not with each other, right. But, like, they're not known for that. Like, they're probably, now that we're talking about it, they might be the least horny cats in the group. Because they're true Aside love, from Jemima. Their true love is crime. Exactly. Uh, I just, they're so good. They're so good. And I will even say that that jazzy kind of version, when that's all you got, does sort of grow on you. But when you're expecting the right version, it's a disappointment. Oh, it is 100% a disappointment. If you know what you're getting into. And that's my thing. It's like, I, we might have talked about it a little bit. Like, you start with one version. You completely change it. Yes. You change it again, with, but with different characters. Why do you go back to square one when right. you create the movie? What does that do? And, like, I know you said, like, you totally mentioned the villain at it. Yes, yes. Fine, I buy that. 
I don't know. I don't know why, like, you went back to square one to accomplish mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, in the movie, they are very much, like, his accomplices. And, yes, like, they're clearly painted as part of McCavity's team. And to the point where, in the McCavity song, where they're talking about, I might mention... Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. And it, in the f- original, it just says, I might mention Mungo Jerry. I might mention Grizzlebone. Um, and in the film, 2019, they do say, I might mention Mungo Jerry, Rumble, Rumble Teaser, Griddlebone. So they fully I've, implicate them in crime. I've seen that done before. I've seen Rumble Teaser's name like in that sequence before in live productions. Um, but yeah, like it's, I don't know, it's so interesting because like we, I mean, the only villains we have to talk about today are Mungo Jerry, Rumble Teaser, and Griddlebone. Yeah. I mean, and uh, McCavity, okay. but, like, there is no Griddlebone, well, really. Well, is Griddlebone even real? Is Griddlebone even real? Because that's up for conjecture as well. Yeah. Like, she's a character in the Growl Tiger's Last Stand thing. Um, now, the, th- the one thing I don't remember, because I always skip over this, is is Growl Tiger the, the crook, or is Billy McCall the crook? I could not tell you. Okay. I, know I don't know. There may be, Those there numbers some... get cut so many times. Are they real? Are they not? And there are Who's... so many cat stands out there that are probably going to yell at us. Is for a like... Rumpus Cat a villain? I don't think or so. Or is Rumpus he a Cat's... hero? I think Rumpus Cat's a hero. Confusing. I don't know. Rumpus Cat, like, I, we're not, I feel like Peaks and the Pollicles we've talked about more than, like, it deserves in a way. <laughs> yeah. Because it's such yeah. an auxiliary number that's also cut a lot. It is. And um, Rumpus Cat is part of that. Um... Yeah. So the song clearly slaps if the you song, have the right one. Oh, and 100%. I will say, even in the wrong one, it doesn't not slap. It's just, when it's you just know the there's right a one. better one out there, it's oh, yeah. hard to digest. Exactly and that. Yeah, I'm not sure if they really fuck. It's weird because it seems like all cats fuck the more we talk about it, but it doesn't feel like they do. Right, like these ones kind of like... They're just here to cut, knocking the, shit off tables. Are they like are they like secret relationship folk? Like oh. like, like those rom-coms where the guy is like a super player, but then like the one girl comes along and it's like, now I see who you really are. You really care. You really want to be loved. Yikes. Like, are, is that who these cats are? I, I don't know. I don't know. And why do you think there was the choice to have Mistopolis sing that song? That one, I could not tell you. And, like, I tried to search it. I, I came up with nothing. Is it just to give the Mistopolis actor a solo? I don't is know. Is it literally just that? I mean, but then, the, ca- but then the, counter, the counter argument to that is that he sings half of his own fucking song. Oh, he does. In the original Broadway one. He does, one. you're right. Yeah. So... Who knows? Who knows? It's just a wild if, choice all around. But, like, if you're listening to this and you know, like, please write in. Yeah. Please inform us. Like, because these are, like, these are questions that we have yeah, regarding we why know, are we, we like this. We know the answer to a lot of questions, and but not this not one. not this one. This is the only part of my notes that just has three hearts on it, because I love Aww. them. Oh, my God. I love them, too. They're the I just best. love them. Um, a small anecdote please. we talked about. Um, oh, yes. How right before I moved out of New York City... And maybe you were also going out of town. Like, was, was that right to, before? Yeah, I was, I was about Guthrie? to leave town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like a last hurrah kind of going out time. We had we, a friend in town too. Yeah, we did. And we, uh, adults of legal age, um, <laughs> perhaps were out at some bars and were perhaps walking through the streets of New York City. A little inebriated. Yep. And I definitely tried to make you be like, Ian, Ian, let's do a double cartwheel right now. Uh, we didn't, because we, we did would have died. We would have died on the streets of New York, on that concrete jungle. But boy, 
but we're in our, in our heads, in our hearts, in our, our hearts, we double hearts. cartwheeled. It was just Karina and I. Is it harder for the man or for the woman to do the double cartwheel? Like, I feel like I don't know. Um, is it I, about leg strength or arm strength? I think it's about both. Oh God! It's like it's about full body strength because, like, I'm sure there's probably a lot of core engagement that has to be like and just grip. Done. Yeah, like literally just gripping on for dear life. I think that's our Mungo Jerry Rumble teaser. Mungo Jerry, yeah. Segment. Oh man, they're just. I don't great. want them to go to the heavy side layer. I just no, love like them. they have plenty of time. Like, honestly, like, like uh, hook them up with like one of the more responsible members of the tribe. Like, get them a little reformed. Like, they could run that shit probably. Yes, they yeah. could. I just like that they're just they're here for fun. They're here for fun. Like, and here they for find good crime time. fun. Exactly, but like in a totally like benign way and i will say though but because of how much i love them in some respects it was maybe the biggest disappointment for me in the movie oh 100 how hard they fell i mean i i mean i saw it with lauren a kennedy as yep. we know and our friend renee and like we all know that show very well and i think that was one of the biggest disappointments of that show or of that uh movie just because the codified 1998 version of it is just so mm-hmm here's the word iconic yes like, it is it is iconic because like it is so i don't want to say it's so different from the rest of the show but like it definitely stands out as one of the most joyous songs like i think there's something about that song in the musical in any production given the right yes. melody that is really unique i have a sort of tangential question please um that's about both mungo jerry and rumple teaser and also sort of mistopolis okay which is those are the three biggest cats that arm Victoria in the movie. Why do you think that they basically chose to cast unknowns in? I don't know. I mean, like... I guess with Mistopheles, they were trying to go with this young ingenue to match the ingenue of of Victoria. Victoria. So they wanted to do two unknowns that didn't fall in love. And, like, by the logic of, like, um... Casting James Corden and casting Rebel Wilson, cast even like Robbie Fairchild, and like, even casting and Jason Derulo, Jason like those Derulo, were all like, names. Like they could have gotten some like some like at minimum B list names. Idris Elba, Idris Elba, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen. Like and it seems. I like mean, the of course, movie... like I would have done it in a heartbeat, but like of course, but, it like, seems like the movie didn't care about right. Jerry right. It's like it's like no one told them that this song. Is a fucking bop. I mean, and like now I'm thinking, like, who would it be? Right? You, like, and I guess it's because it is, but they didn't even have that much dance and things in it. it was yeah, just I mean, like, romping around a house. Yeah, which again goes back to how big are these cats? Um, but shall we move on to the Napoleon of Crime? Uh, the Hidden Paw? The Hidden Paw. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. So, this guy is scary. He is. It's true. This he guy is, is scary. Now, McCavity in the film is the second cat to wear a hat. That's and right. And cats in hats don't really work because where do their ears go? I know this seems like a weird, oddly specific place to start in talking about McCavity, but in my high school production, bringing it back, McCavity also wore like a fedora in that as well. Is So I always assumed that all McCavities wore a menacing hat. Um, but in the 98 production, the PBS recording... Not the case. There's no hat in sight. He looks like he's from the Lion King in that. Right. Right. That's a fact. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I didn't even consider the hat. Um, 
Cats and hats. Cats and hats. Not even the cat in the hat. Just nope. Just a cat in a hat. Um, and like the thing, like we all, like we all saw the movie, of course. Um, I'm assuming that's why you're listening to this yes. podcast. And uh, Macavity is kind of like. Kind of like the boogeyman yes. in the musical. Yes, yes, yes. Like he he shows up once big time. Yes, he's he does like his in thing. the shadows he, earlier. Right, he's in the shadows earlier, but you never really see him until the second act. Yes, when he like goes in. He uh, kidnaps um, old D. Old D. Yep. And like then we'd never really see him again because Mistopheles takes over. Yes. Um, but in the movie, it is a movie about. Idris Elba wanting to go to the heavyside lair. Yes. Like, and Idris Elba really treated it as like a game show in that right. sort of way. He's eliminating the competition. Like his whole thing was exactly that. And he could like Thanos snap everyone to a barge. Which is bonkers because you think it would have been easier for him to do that just as you thought, like, you would have thought it would be easier for Rebel Wilson's Jenny Any Dots to escape those chains by yes. just shedding her, her fucking skin, skin. Still gross. Still gross. Um, but like everyone fears this guy. Yep. He's elusive, like, and especially if he can, like, snap his fingers and disappear. He defies the laws of gravity. He, he can literally levitate. Yes. It uh, says it, his powers of levitation. I mean, his song tells you everything you need to know <laughs> about him. His song tells you so much. Um, and that brings us sort of to, like, his relationships. Like, And he has many. He has many relationships. And, like, even, like, between the movie and between the musical, it's like, McCavity in the musical has definitely had some sort of backstory with the tribe in a more yes. familiar way. Um, there is theory that he is the third son of Old Deuteronomy. We've talked about yep, this. Yep, yep. But that he's the excommunicated son of Old Deuteronomy. Um, and he has sort of lured um, Demeter and Bombalurina formerly into his gang. Yes. Um, but had a very um, sexually abusive and traumatizing relationship with Demeter. It's very uh, problematic. It's very problematic. And, um, Bob, Bob was there and, um, was part of the fun, but has more conflicting feelings over it. And that's why you see Demeter, like, start off the McCavity song and sort of go throughout the whole and show. And she's also the one who can identify the fake Deuteronomy. Exactly. Because she knows. Right. Like, so she is kind of, like, shell-shocked throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of this, because of this, like, abusive relationship, which, like, yeah, I get it. Yikes. Um, yikes on bikes. Um, but he's not so much a central character as no. opposed to McCavity in the movie, which who has Taylor Swift as Bombay Arena mm-hmm. as his sidekick. Yes, blatantly. Blatantly. like, And that's the whole McCavity song is Taylor Swift, Yeah, um, which of course it is. Yes. Um, she's very much her his right-hand man. Yes. Woman. Sorry. Well, it's... Um, either way. And um, he's got a he's got a gang really, and he's right. got and all the people on the barge are also, which I believe is named Growltigger as a real person who owns that barge, who's working explicitly for McCavity. Right, that's another whole thing. Is like McCavity apparate disapparates his villains, yeah. and kidnaps them on a barge in the Thames. Yes, um, and you can't just say call it the Thames because you need a rhyme. Right, thank um, you, James Corden. Thank you, James Corden. Appreciate the work you're doing. Um, yeah, and then he comes back and, like, he has a whole fight with, like, a bunch of the other cats who are, like, the more protectors of the tribe. And then he just kind of disappears again. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never really, like, vanquished. He just no. kind of, like... And he doesn't, like, make an effort to come get old Deuteronomy back again, again once, right. it's, once she's conjured. It's just like, well... It's like, shit. I tried. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but in the movie. In the movie. He, he keeps, he tries again. He has a last hurrah. He has a last hurrah, but then ultimately he's like, no, I And then I it's failed. like a goof of at the end where he's trans- stranded on a roof. Right. Oh, without yeah. Without a close. Exactly. Um, McCavity is also in the stage show, before we get into whatever the movie is. Right. In the stage show, McCavity is the only one whose song is sung about him when he's not on stage. It, right, yeah. He's sung it about is, like he's a phantom. It is sung. Of and, the opera. Exactly. Hey. Um. And it is sung by Demeter and Bombalurina. Yes. Alongside, like, the other um, female cats. A lot of the female cats in the show. Um, And it is this mysterious, jazzy, brassy number about, like, how this guy is such an elusive, like, crime lord. Yeah. I mean, do we want to talk about the crimes? I guess we need to talk about the crimes. I guess we need to talk about the crimes. So, it is stated very explicitly McCavity has broken, direct quote here, he has broken every, every human, human law. Guys, that's a lot of laws. There are a lot of laws. There's a lot of laws out there. Sure. No duh, McCavity has murdered someone. Oh, absolutely. McCavity has beaten people. He kidnaps people right in front of our eyes on He's stage. He's doing some really bad things. It gets weird when you start <laughs> to think about all the other <laughs> things that are crimes. Like what? Like... I have written down here, tax fraud, question mark? <laughs> like, insider trading? Right? Uh, Is he selling, like, government secrets? I mean, that's why I consider him the Espionage? Prince Andrew of it all, because, like, if he's really breaking every human law, like, you know there's human trafficking involved there yeah. somewhere. Maybe that's where Demeter and Bombalurina oh, no. came in, like, yeah. way back in the day. And we forgot to mention, in the movie, like, Grizabella is excommunicated because she left with McCavity. Right. In some heavily implied sex work deal. Exactly. McCavity as a pimp. Exactly. Although, depending on, like, does that mean McCavity is also a sex worker in his own right? I mean, like, it's it is also technically a human law in a lot of is, places. Calling it human laws also brings so many things into question, like... How many parking tickets does this guy have? <laughs> <laughs> McCavity was like it's all those silly tiny laws McCavity's double part right. McCavity's jaywalking like, yeah like McCavity like forgot to pay his rent one time and now he can't buy a house because McCavity is a squatter he's a squatter like he I don't know like he gambles I like right yeah like pet napping he's pet napping he's stolen other cats he's probably stolen other humans yeah for especially sure. if he can snap his fingers oh my god McCavity has downloaded so much illegal music. Oh, man. I wouldn't be surprised. McCavity released a bootleg of this movie. McCavity probably invented Napster. Oh, no. That's why the logo was a cat. Exactly. Exactly. McCavity's Napster. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Napster Um, by McCavity. God. It's just, there's a lot of... Copyright infringement. It's all all the white collar crime that really gets to you. Because, like... Of course he's done the, like, down and dirty ones. Right. Like, of course he's broken every Ten Commandments. Bum fighting. Bum fighting. Even That one tracks, actually. Like, he was <laughs> dog racing. Dog racing. Also Drag tracks. racing. Yeah. McCavity um, can legally, but also not legally, drive. Also, like, I'm wondering, like, has he helped smuggle people over a border illegally? What about Probably. legal abortions? There you go. Like... I mean, like, and think about it on a cat scale. Like, that's... That's, that's impressive. A, that, that's impressive. Almost. Because... Baby litters happen at five, six a time. Yikes, yikes, That's yikes. dark. Yeah, Some yikes. dark shit. Boy, we took a turn. We did. Um, <laughs> Back to the tax fraud. Right? <laughs> like. Why does he even need to file taxes? 
And now... <laughs> well, I mean, his footprints aren't found in any file of Scotland Yard. And it is true that we do need to consider this is a product of its time. So were there less laws in 1981? Maybe. Sure. But tax fraud was still one of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all saw The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Some shady shit is going on yes. there. And that's some high-level white-collar crime. Yes. McCavity was there. It's just... Every human crime? Every human law. Like, Every and, human law. And, like, you have to imagine, like, and you have to remember... Underage certain, drinking? Gotta be. He was an underage he's, cat at one he's point. He's made so many drugs. He's made so many drugs and sold them and, like, yeah, um, didn't have his permit to be there to make the drugs. Right, 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 right. He's selling, like, he has an illegal food truck. Oh, 100%. Which is probably poisoned with things. Of course. Po- is poison- well, I guess poisoning's a crime. Uh, of course. Yeah, well, that falls under the murder category, probably. Impersonating people? Oh, 100%. Wiretapping? Well, because, well, well, yeah, because um, he he impersonated old Deuteronomy. Right, he did. We saw that one. We saw that one in real time. <sighs> That's a, such a he's bold very, statement. He's very busy by this right? logic. Like when How is he old t- is McCavity? I my I still think he's like the middle child of the family. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. like very middle child rebellion. Typical. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's broken every human law and never gotten caught. Never gotten caught. Whoa. Yeah. That's almost impressive. But Money laundering? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Money laundering was probably one of the first ones. He's in the mob? I just imagine like a police like Kitty Mob. A policeman like pulling him over and being like, do you know why I pulled you over today, sir? They don't catch him, though. They don't catch him, they though, can't. because he evaporated. Oh, shit. And then, of course, he also breaks the law of gravity, which does sort of call into question what other, like... Laws of physics he breaks? Yes. Can he break all of them? An object in motion stays in motion? I mean, clearly. Like, what are other... Like, can he... But can he, like, fall faster than gravity? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Is it just that he can levitate, or can he, yeah, can he make himself real heavy and just... <laughs> just... Yeah, down in a snap. I'm snapping a lot. Um, yeah. Well, it's McCavity. It's McCavity. That being said, his song, fucking slaps. Yes. Um, it is a sultry number. A hundred percent. Has anyone ever done a burlesque routine to McCavity? Please write in and let us know. Cat. We want to know. I think the fact that he's not called, like, the crime cat... Or, like, he's called the mystery cat. Right. So, of course, we all know, we're not dumb, it might be hyperbole right. that he's broken every human law because it's just the mystery of him. He's done a lot of bad shit, hasn't gotten caught. Right. There's, his paws are not on file at Scotland Yard, which does imply that Scotland Yard is aware, aware. of cat crime like, they, like, and can't de- do they it. They definitely have, like, a most wanted poster of him of hanging him. up yes. somewhere. And Karina and I have talked about this a lot over the past, the like, 24 is- hours is sort of a very first a character who doesn't really have any lines or any songs who's no. just more of a mythical figure is right his mythos is very strong he it's leaves true. an impression and it's partly because there's two sexy lady cats singing about him so you're right. like all right we'll pay attention plus they're backup dancers guy. yeah i mean and, and, the, and the way it's filmed is like a lot of booty yes a lot of butt shots and the fact that when you do finally see him his in the stage production you're like oh oh this cat looks nothing like the other cats right that guy's looks wild yeah it's a lot yeah now we do have to of course address the movie version of mccavity yes oh my god yeah we do okay so in the movie he starts showing up immediately 
From the jump. Yes. Like, almost literally. He, like, and he, like, not that he, he doesn't hit on Victoria, but he, like, starts to try to get cozy with Victoria pretty early on. He tries to, like, sidle up to that, see if he can get her to be part of the... The gang. The the gang. Recruits her. Yes. It doesn't go well. Um, He's also seen we met him in his menacing hat. Right. And his overcoat. And his very smooth body. Well, we don't see that yet because of the overcoat. The overcoat is very important in the movie because it makes for such a reveal later. Of his and very smooth body. He Yes. He snaps away Jenny Any Dots. Yes. He tricks Buster for Jones into going into a barrel that disappears into a barge. Right. He does all of this. He, con- like, one by one, he picks them off because he needs to be the winner? Sure. And then you come to the McCavity song. Which has the big reveal of Taylor Swift, the big name, singing the song, and then the very end, McCavity pops up, and he's no longer wearing clothes, and you've never seen a cat that looks more naked. It's true. Like, the stage production has, like, Siamese cats that are unpleasant unpleasant to look at. But it doesn't compare to the human way that McCavity looks covered in fur. I also think the lyrics clearly state that McCavity is a ginger cat. He was not. And he was not. And I think that making him a brown cat, Mm -hmm. the same color as Idris Elba's real human skin tone, made it so much worse because it just looked like Idris Elba walked out onto the set and was like, my dick's out, I hope you cover it somehow. Right. But I'm a full naked human. Full naked human. And I'm weirdly shiny, and I have ears. I was just gonna say that, yeah. Yup. A cat has never looked more naked than Idris Elba as McCavity. 100%. It was, I I don't, and like, I don't know, because there's so much about like the CGI portion of it that has been done and then re-edited and then Mm -hmm. like maybe re-edited again, that it's like, I don't know what choice that was and who made that choice to make him so smooth. And if they, like, tried to redo that, I'm, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think it also it's comes disturbing. with the reveal that he was so close for the first half of the movie to then suddenly have him burst in at his big moment without any of his accessories. Right. Is that him being like, well, I have all the power now. I no longer need this mysterious hat and coat. Right. I can be a fully naked cat. Which yeah, my all time like, is Please gone. don't. Yeah. <laughs> We'd prefer you didn't. And uh. then he has like this sort of goofish comedy send off at the end where he's like, oh, I'm also going to the heavy side layer on this Oh, yeah, because he, like, he like clings on yeah, to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes out of nowhere in that one too, right? Yep, he's just clung on After to the. After having. Thing kidnapped old deuteronomy yep. to be like hey i'm the winner now and old deuteronomy is like no I'll fuck never you. Choose you you just kidnapped me what makes you think i'm going to choose you right like think about that mac yeah and then he like gets stranded on top of a building and finds he can no longer have magic powers so he's just a cat he's just a on, cat stuck on a roof like that's a, a cat on a hot tin a roof. cat on a hot tin roof the kind of thing you need to call the fire department yes. for because your cat can't magically snap his fingers anymore Ugh. also the McCavity song originally is seven minutes long. Yes, because it's like the McCavity song plus the disappearance of Old Deuteronomy yes. plus like the battle. Like, it's like I, I can't count that one as being too long because it's like it's a, it's several songs. It's in several one. songs in one. It's the reverse of like that Grizabella thing where, where it was four tracks. Be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of just a villain in a story, is right. he a good villain? I don't think so. I don't know. I well, don't like, know. In the stage production. 
all the, the stage mystery production. around him, and then the sort of wild cat reveal. Yes, is I'll, pretty good. I guess I think so. I think that's a solid villain from the stage point of view. He does sort of disappear once old old Dean gets come, comes back and is never really heard from again. Right. But, but as far as the sta- as far as the movie goes, I don't know. It just feels kind of silly. Yeah, especially like every time he poops away, he goes meow and like a tiny Idris Elba meow voice. Yeah, which is pure comedy. Comedy. It's yeah. not, and it seemed like Idris Elba wasn't taking himself too seriously. Which I mean, good for him. Like, and like none of this you? is against Idris Elba. Like, no, we all love Idris Elba here. I do hate that he looked that naked. I mean that, but again, not as. But that's not his fault. Like that's well, not his fault. No, well, no, I, it couldn't have been. Um, because, like, I mean, unlike Jason Derulo, who was like, they edited out my dick. Like, right. Idris Elba was never like, I want it to be that smooth. Right. Smooth like, cats are the bad cats. Yeah. And he was so smooth and shiny. Shiny, yeah. He was a Shun- shiny yeah. cat. He had a lot of lights on him, and he was shining like the Dickens. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think when you come down to it, McCavity should not have been able to commit that many crimes. I right. think leaving the amount of mystery behind him that the stage show does serves you better off you're 100%. better off by doing by treating him as a true mystery cat than right. a criminal cat exactly and like we'll get into the whole taylor swift like villain treatment Ooh. next yeah um but does this song slap a hundred percent yes it 100%. does hundred percent even when taylor swift is singing it as taylor swift it's a like it's a whole it's the second most sexually charged song but in a totally Overall. different way than Rum Tum Tugger. A hundred percent. It's like very sultry and it's got so many ass it's shots troubled, in it. like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when they yell that he's always wide awake, like there's a lot of real like bursts out in that yeah. song where they're like going real slow and then they just like fucking lose it. It's, um, it's the, it's an interesting, um, like kind of abusive relationship, um, aftermath the idea that Jillian Lynn, um, was talking about when she choreographed it, how, um. There's a real quote about it out there, how no one's ever touched you like that before, but you hate him. Yeah. But yes. you can't help forget, but you can't help but never forget that touch. Yeah. Which like, that's is, a very paraphrased version of it. You can see that in the yeah, stage Yeah, in the stage version. I think that's what makes it such, like, it makes it the number it is, aside from it yeah. being a well-constructed, well-sung number. Um, did you see on the Cat's Lore page that there's some speculation that because McCavity has magic powers, he is somehow related the other magical cats, i.e. Yes. Mistopheles. Yes. And the psychic twins. Exactly. That would be interesting. But we also think, I, I really do like the theory that he is the middle child of, like, the royal family. Yeah. And that he's went into a life of crime as a rebellious youth. Yeah. And then it became this. It became this. That's what this. it came to. And the whole thing is revenge. Revenge. On, revenge on his dad. Yeah. Which, <laughs> like, mom in classic, the case. Yeah. classic story. Classic middle child. Does McCavity fuck? Uh, yeah, but like not in a good way. Not in a good way. Like clearly, we've spent all this time talking about his abusive relationships. I like, mean, if Rum Tum Tugger has come before this, you've heard my stance on Rum Tum Tugger the most likely to date rape you. Yeah, and I still think that might be true. But McCavity but no, is not like no, McCavity does good. No, McCavity like, but he's not even like trying to spike or drink. He's just no, flat out like, just I'm gonna fuck cat. you now. Yeah. He is a bad cat. He's a bad cat. Um, he's the one you get the spray bottle out for. Um, I, I have a question, like a trivia question that okay. you might or not know the answer to. Which ensemble cat plays the McCavity track? Um, it is typically Plato. 
okay. who double or Admetus. I think it just depends on who um, is who. It, again, varies production to production, um, and it is typically. I forget if we talked about this on the show or not, but it is typically doubling an ensemble track that is Victoria's mate in the Jellicle Ball. Um, and that is because McCavity doesn't have to sing. McCavity just has to be a really strong partner right. and a really Especially strong dancer. Right, it's a partner with another man. Exactly. Which is different than partnering with a lady cat. Right. But yeah, so it's typically one of those. But also I think like um, that character is kind of like a, a male Victorian in the way that he's like more of a like young teenager budding yeah. sexuality kind of thing. Right. Which you don't see nearly as much because everyone's a budding sexual cat. Right, and you want to see it with ladies more because of the patriarchy. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so, yeah, because obviously McCavity is not enough of it. He's barely is there, so you can't cast him as. Right. Which is probably why in the movie they wanted to expand his role because they had Idris Elba, and they're right. like, we need to use him. Yeah. They just maybe went about it in the worst way. Possible way, yeah. Um, it's funny because I remember when we did it, we had, like, a McCavity, but he was just there the whole fucking time. Yeah. In his McCavity costume, and then, like, maybe they gave him a little bit, like, more makeup. Right. When he was, like, McCavity, McCavity. Right. Just like, well, I'm here, dudes. Yeah. I'm here in my menacing hat. Yeah. my Lion King-looking self. Mane, yeah. All right. Um, Goodness. It, do we want to cast our votes now, or do we want to cast them later? We'll cast them later. We'll okay. wait till the end. Right, yeah. I know there's no one here to to cast votes right. with. But but in the meantime, where can people find you on social media, Karina? People can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Epic Adventure of. I don't know why either, but there <laughs> you go. Um, and you can also catch me as a D&D player on a lovely Twitch stream. It happens most Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, and that is at twitch.tv slash spoodersnack, which is S-P-O-D-E-R-S-N-E-K. So if you want to see a different kind of chaos, <laughs> you go check that out. All right. And um, you can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook and ianjbrodsky.com. Um, and... If you have thoughts on McCavity or Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, we would love to hear them. Please. Also, please, when you tell us your thoughts, please cast your vote for who deserves to go to the heavy side lair. Is it truly Grizabella? Is it McCavity? Is it McCavity? I had two friends reach out to me and say, yo, send McCavity to the heavy side lair because fuck that guy. Right? Not even because he deserves it, just because they just want because him they, out of this world. They want him out. Damn. So that's please, harsh. Yeah. Please email Je- uh, Podcasts. Yep. At gmail.com. Yes. Cast your vote, and we will tally the votes at the end and um, send the right person up to die. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Um, <laughs> so I'm formal. Ian Bro- I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Karina Stokes. And, and that's, that's how, how you break, break every, every human, human law. law. First try. First try, we did it. You can find out more about podcasts a podcast about cats, the musical, not the animal, by finding us on social media. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at Pod, And you can always reach us by email at jellicopodcats at gmail.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 